Isaiah chapter 9, beginning at verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. And that's where we'll stop reading right there. And so... A child is born. For unto us a child is born. And uh, you may have noticed... If you're on Facebook, Alex and Jacqueline had their child this week, a pretty baby girl, Juniper. And uh, it's special when you have a child. And uh, there's just nothing like it. And uh, we see it every day and we see it on social media and on the TV and things like that. It makes people smile. And... uh, So here the Lord has promised us a child. It ought to make us smile. It ought to make us rejoice. It ought to put gladness in our heart that the Lord has given us a child. So you pray for just a few minutes. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And so, I, I look back, and, and this, is, this scripture is talking about Jesus, but I believe it's a, it's a natural thing for a woman to desire a child. We can look down through different scriptures and take a look, and the first one we come to is Eve, and she had three children, blessed with three, and then we read about Moses' mother, and at a time whenever it was a bad time, I guess you'd say, to have a child in Moses' era, uh, the, the, king of, the king of Egypt was, had sent out an edict that the, that the ladies that helped bring forth the children to the women of Israel was to kill every male child, and they disobeyed the king to obey the king. And when he called them to his presence, they said the Israelite women are different, they're livelier, and <coughs> the Lord blessed them. And whenever the, the Pharaoh of Egypt would have killed all of the children that were born, all the male children that were born, God multiplied them. You can't outdo God. He will have his will done. And so we go right on down and you know the story of Moses and I'll not get all into that. I just want to go here. We read where (coughs) that the Pharaoh even told the folks that if you have a male child to cast him into the river. Well, you know what's going to happen. He's going to drown. 
And can't you just see Moses' mother and the care that she put in to that basket of bulrushes and how she put it with thatch, within and without, with pitch, within and without. And I would dare say she held that basket up to the light and she looked in every direction possibly, just my conjecture on my part, but she looked in every way she could to see if there was any holes, any air, any light whatsoever coming through that basket. Why? Because she wanted the child. And so <coughs> she put the child in the basket and eased it down in the bulrushes in the water and, and <coughs> here came Pharaoh's daughter and Moses' sister who happened to be Pharaoh's daughter's servant with her and as she was bathing in the river she saw the basket and when they opened the basket the child cried and it touched a place in Pharaoh's daughter's heart and she said he'll be called Moses because he was taken up out of the water and Moses' sister spoke up and she said would you like for me to get one of the Israelite women to nurse the child see when God gives gives you a child, he's going to give it to you. And although she had done what the government said for her to do, God made a way so this little mother could keep her child and even got paid to take care of it out of Pharaoh's old house. When God gives you a child, he gives you one. All right. Let's go on down. You want to? For unto us a child is born. I just want to talk about a few and then we'll get right on to the Savior. Remember Hannah? Hannah was Elkanah's wife. And her heart mourned. Elkanah had another wife. Pelura, I think was her name. And she had had several children, and Hannah couldn't have any. She was barren. And every year they went to the temple to worship and to give their sacrifices. And, and Elkanah gave to, to the other wife a, a great big portion because she had all her children there. And Hannah said, got a worthy portion. But that wasn't what she wanted. She wanted a child. And we read where that the priest Eli was sitting and he saw Hannah and her lips were moving but no sound was coming out. It's not in how loud that you talk to the Lord. It's not in how whether your voice booms all over the building. It's where it comes from that matters. Hannah's prayer came from the heart and the Lord heard it. Eli thought that she was drunk because her lips were moving and no sound was coming out and he talked to her and realized what she wanted. She wanted even now listen, Eli wouldn't have did the best of God's graces was he? Eli was a priest whose vision was dim. Eli was a priest who refused to call out his own children for their misbehavior but even he with his dim eyesight could see that Hannah wanted a child. Dutch bottoms, do you want a child? If we want one bad enough, if the Bible says, Zion, when she travaileth, break forth children. If we want one bad enough, God will give us one. He'll save at Dutch bottoms. All right. 
For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given. <laughs> Eli told her, and I go back where you came from, and when it comes that time of life, you'll conceive and bring forth a son. And she did, and she conceived, and brought forth a son, and she made the Lord a promise during that prior. Now listen, we're bad to make promises and break them, aren't we? Hannah kept hers. She said, Lord, if you'll give me a man-child, I'll bring him back, and he can serve the priest and live in your tabernacle the rest of his days. If you'll give me a child, I'll give him back to you. A lot of parents would like to see their children make lots of money. A lot of parents would like to see their children be successful in life. Have a fancy car, own a big home. Everybody know their name. But I'm telling you something, the best thing you can do with your child when the Lord gives them to you is to give them back to him. Oh, we see where Hannah brought the little child. Guess what he's name was. His name was Samuel. Oh! She brought little Samuel back and he served the priest Eli. We read where the Lord spoke to him and the most important, now we read where he anointed kings by God's direction. He anointed Saul king. He anointed David king. But the most important thing about Saul, and maybe this was something his little mama told him, she, uh, the Bible says that Samuel never left the words of the Lord fall to the ground to never never fail God when he tells you to do something it's the greatest accomplishment you'll ever have in life alright unto us a child is born don't you think Hannah was proud don't you think okay, I had several children but I'm sure he was really proud of Samuel because he pleased the Lord. Wouldn't you like for your child to please the Lord? Oh, it's the greatest thing a parent can hope for. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. <laughs> oh. We could go back to Genesis if you'd like to. We read about Abraham and Sarah. And the men passed by. Sarah made cakes. They had butter. They had milk. Had a meal. And the man of God told Abraham, at a certain time of life, your wife will conceive and bring forth a son. Sarah laughed because she was 90 years old. What did the angel have to say? For with God, all things are possible. So here we are in 2020. Here we are. A lot of our folks are sick. Here we are. The virus is raging. Here we are. People are saying we shouldn't meet. Here we are. People are saying it's a hard time for the church. And here we are. And children are still being born in 2020. Oh, they could be born up in the road. They could be born down the road. And they could be born right here at Dutch Bottoms. How long for a child? How about you? Sarah had Isaac, didn't she? Isaac had Jacob and Esau. 
And from Jacob, the 12 tribes of Israel, right down to Jesus, and on down to us. All right. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. So, it's a joyous occasion when you find out you're going to have a child. We mentioned that Moses didn't come under the best of circumstances. Jesus didn't either. You all know his story. And I don't know what the Bible don't say about Mary's parents. Wonder what they said when she found out she was with child. Wonder what their reaction was. I know what most parents' reaction would be to have a teenage daughter that was expecting and wasn't married. But we read what Mary's response was, don't we? Over in Luke chapter 1, we read her response when she went down to visit. The angel Gabriel appeared to her and told her she'd conceive and bring forth a child. And then we read on down where the angels talked to Joseph. And he said his name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Folks have the little, the, the little thing, and they hold it up, and they say, we're expecting. <laughs> Are we expecting? Are we expecting the Lord to come by and save are we expecting a child to be born? Are we expecting our sinners that we have prayed for so earnestly for God to set conviction upon their heart and for them to come and say, Jesus, please save me. Preacher, I don't understand what you're talking about being born. The Bible said, Jesus told Nicodemus, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. The whole point of our existence, the whole point of our time here on earth earth is to get ready for eternity we're born flesh and blood but the spirit of a man is a second man and he needs to be born and that comes through the church and the God pray out for just a little while all right hail Mary thou art highly favored the Lord is this with thee Blessed art thou among women. Thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. We could say that's Mary, the Virgin Mary, and she was pure. She was unspotted. She'd never known a man. But that book is a spiritual book that I'm quoting you. We are the church. <laughs> and she's without spot and without blemish. Well, I know folks that go down there. I know how they live. Now listen, because they're on the road book don't mean they're in the church. Just because they're a member at so-and-so church does not mean they're a member of the church. The Bible tells us, I believe it's over in Ephesians, that he would present the church to himself, a glorious church without spot or without blemish. 
Turn over to the book of Jude and we read where the Lord calls out folks that are spots and blemishes. Feasting on your charity. They are not the church. They're like, now listen, we see a dog and we, and it wasn't too long ago, one of our dogs had a few fleas. That was not part of the dog. When you give it a flea pill or something like that, you know what happens to that flea? It falls off because it's not part of the dog. We've got folks on the church that's trying to hold on, trying to have the name and trying to get all the benefits without being a part of the real church. They've never experienced the new birth. I'm here to tell you today, the church is perfect. There's not one thing wrong with it. And if there's something wrong with me, it's this flesh. It's not the soul of a man that's wrong. And what we do wrong in this life, we pay for on this side. But the church that's going that way is perfect. All right, just like the virgin. I know it's awful quiet, but the Lord's helping me for just a few minutes. For unto us a child is born. I've seen them. I deal with 17, 18-year-old kids every day. It doesn't matter what the circumstances is. It doesn't matter where they live or if they even have a place to live. When they find out there's a child on the way, there's joy in their heart. It brings about a gladness. Mary said the Lord has considered the lowest state of his handmaid. Said all generations shall call me blessed. We're blessed. <laughs> Let's backtrack just a minute. I told you the church is just like the virgin. Remember whenever Balak wanted Balaam to curse God's people? No matter where he looked from, no matter how high or how low or what position he got in, all he could say about the little church was that they were blessed. I know we're going through a hard time. I was talking with somebody today. This is the hardest time for the church I've ever seen. But I'd have to say we're still blessed. I'd have to say we're still blessed. We're still in God's head. See, God stays with his people. Remember the ten plagues of Egypt? You know how they affected God's people? Not at all. Because they were down in the land of Goshen unfazed. God was with them and he watched over them. Oh, Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. That's what our goal should be is for our soul. You know what happens whenever you magnify something? It looks bigger. It gets bigger bigger. It's the first thing you notice. Oh, that our soul could magnify, lift up, hold up, show everybody the Lord. <coughs> everybody wants a child. <coughs> Zacharias and Elizabeth wanted a child. 
And whenever Zacharias found out Elizabeth was having a child, he couldn't believe it, that God had been that good to him. So God took his speech away until the child was born, and when the child came forth, and they wanted to know what name, because it was tradition, that they should, now let me get into this. You have a child, you, you, you tell everybody you're expected, and then you find out what the sex of the child is. They call them gender reveal parties, whatever you want to call them. Oh, and they'll say, well, it's going to be a boy, or it's going to be a girl. This scripture says unto us, a son is given. Oh, and so when they brought forth the Zacharias' child, and it was a son, tradition said they should have named the son after its father. But Mary, but Elizabeth, the angel had spoke to her. The angel had spoke to Zacharias. And she said his name will be Zacharias. And they couldn't believe that she would name the child something other than what its father's name was. And so they asked they asked Zacharias and he asked for a tablet and he wrote and said his name is John who was that John that was John the Baptist and did we read all about a child what's his name going to be Mary oh you and Joseph expected what's his name going to be Gabriel pronounced it the sweetest name I know his name whoa, shall be called Jesus For there is no name given under heaven whereby you must be born again. You can't get there unless you know his name. All is not good enough. That may give you a good belief system, but it won't give you to get you to heaven. Confucius may have a lot of wise sayings, but his name won't get you to glory. You'll have to go through Jesus. <laughs> Unto us a child is born. We're expecting. We know it's going to be a son. We know his name will be called Jesus. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, Luke chapter 2, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angels came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angels said, Fear not, for lo, I bring good tidings. I'm glad, Bobby, we've got some good tidings we can bring to the world today. Oh, for lo, I bring you good tidings, which shall be to all men. Red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in His sight. It don't matter where you've come from, what you've done. It don't matter how guilty you feel. I've got good tidings for you. We've got a child that's been born to us. And His name is Jesus. He's born this day in the city of David as Savior which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths He was a king, but he came through a stable. 
He didn't come through Herod's, Herod's lineage. He came through David's lineage. He came through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's lineage. Matthew says there was 14 generations from Abraham to Moses. 14 generations from Moses to the carrying away to Babylon and 14 generations from the carrying away to Babylon to Jesus. All that so we could have a child. (laughs) Oh, so we could have a child. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And so you know the story. Here came Mary and Joseph and they went to the inn and knocked and there was no room. wonder how Joseph felt about that. It bothered me, Ronnie, if it was me and my wife and she was due any second. And a barn was the best I could do, but see, God provides. So the shepherds said, let us now go and see this thing that the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste. Tradition tells us it was December the 25th. I don't know. I don't know what the weather's like in Bethlehem on December the 25th. But I imagine the nights, no matter what the weather was like, got a little cooler than it was in the daytime. There they were in the barn. So where did they find Mary and Joseph and the babe? In the manger, wrapped up in the hay, nice and warm, because God had provided for the child that was born. Wrapped in swaddling cloths. Well, what in the world is that? Some of these Tennessee folks would know what that is. Before you milk a cow, you have to clean it off. So you take a swaddling cloth and you wipe the mud and the dirt and stuff like that off of the cow before you milk it. That's what our Savior was wrapped in. When he was born, he wasn't born in royal apparel. He, wasn't, he didn't have on purple and fine linen. He had on a swaddling cloth, but he brought with him the salvation for all mankind. For us, the child is born. Oh, can't you just see the shepherds when they got there? Maybe Mary holding the little babe. Do you think she looked downtrodden? You think she looked sad, worried, what we're going to do? You think Joseph was walking and pacing and worrying and wandering? I believe they was huddled up right there in that manger, holding that child, 
peace in their heart and a smile on their face because a child had been given unto them. And thanks be to God, I've never been to Bethlehem. I've never seen the place where they said our Savior was born. But I've held Him in my heart. I've felt Him with my hands. I've seen Him move on people I love. I know the child He was given to me as well. unto us a child is born for unto us a son is given aren't you thankful for the times you got to hold him (laughs) let's go on I'll be done here in a minute if you've received the child and you don't have joy in your heart something's wrong something's not right You need to check the line. Oh. So we read in Matthew where there were three wise men. I guess it was three. The Bible doesn't say it. It just says wise men. Might have been three. Might have been 20. I don't know. But they came to Herod asking where they could find this one that was born king of the Jews. And so they looked through the prophecy, the law, and some of the scholars said it in Bethlehem of Judea was where he should be born. And Herod, jealous, wanting to destroy the child, said, when you find him, come and get me that I may worship him also. Let me tell you something. Not everybody means the words that come across their lips. People have evil intentions. But if you've received a child, if it's been given to you, if you've accepted it in your heart, if he's yours and you're his, you'll have joy and peace and you'll know what it means to worship. Wise men. I've read this. Wise men still seek him. You know what else the Bible says? Seek, and you shall find. (laughs) Aren't you glad he can still be found? All right. So here came the wise men. The Bible says they presented him with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We all know how precious men value gold. Frankincense and myrrh. Were, were, were incense, were bombs that were made for preservation and things like that. May have been highly valuable during that time, but their gifts paled in comparison to what they received. What did they give, preacher? A child was born to them. So they took the very best. What are we offering him today? We've been given a child. What are we given mid return? Whenever a, a, a young lady, a couple has a child, they'll often have what they term a shower, and people will bring gifts. We've had a child given to us. What are you going to give in return? The wise men, that's why they're called that brought the best 
that they had. You know what the Lord wants from you? Your best. Well, preacher, I can't sing. I can't play an instrument. I'm not eloquent of speech. I can't do a lot of things that other people do. Just do your best and the Lord will be well satisfied with it if you give Him your best. They give, now not only did they give Him their best, they got down on their knees and they worshiped. And they praised God that they had been given a son. Oh, it's been 45 or so years ago since I got a child, since a son was given unto me, but I can still praise him today because I know Jesus, because that child that was given to me has brought enormous joy, has brought peace that's flooded my soul, has given me a good night's rest, has cradled me in his arms, has nurtured me, has been my best friend, and I'm so glad that I was given a child. You got coronavirus? I know it's not something that's... A lot of people don't want to tell it. It's okay. I could get it tomorrow. You could get it tomorrow. We don't know. But if I get it tomorrow and the prognosis don't look good, I can still rejoice because I received a child. (laughs) Because of that child, I can face tomorrow. Because of that child... A place has been prepared for me. Because of that child, I've got a better place to go when this life is over. Oh, for unto us a child is born. For unto us a son is given. The angel told Mary and Joseph what to name him. They called him Jesus, but that's not the only name he goes by. You could call him Wonderful. You could call him Counselor. You could call him the Rose of Sharon. You could call him the Prince of Peace. You could call him Alpha and Omega. You could call him God's dearest Lamb. The angel spoke to Mary and said, Mary said, how shall this be? Seen I know not a man. Let me cover this, then I'll hush. So the angel told her exactly how it was going to happen. She said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and thou shalt conceive and bring forth a child. How do you think we get saved? How do you think we become children of God? You can't leave the spirit out of it. Zion has to travail. Conviction has to set up on a heart. And that mother has to bring forth to the birth. Well, preacher, I'm worried. We don't have church the way we used to. Speak on, Hezekiah. Shall I come to the birth? This day is a day of trouble and of rebuke 
and blasphemy. For the children are come to the birth and there's not enough strength to bring forth. Isaiah chapter 66. Shall I come to the birth, thus saith the Lord, and not bring enough strength to bring forth. It says, Rejoice, O Jerusalem, for as a mother has cuddled her child, I will cuddle to you. He talks about how, that Isaiah talks about how that he's been dandled on her knees, how he's built out from the abundance of her glory. I'm here to tell you, Jesus saved for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Thanks be to God. God, he gave us a son. For unto us a child is born. For unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase, now listen, we're worried about the American government, the Israeli government. Read carefully. And of the increase of his government. His. And who's the head of his government? He is, because he's the king. And peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it. Well, preacher, I'll wait till the Lord comes back. And when I stand before him, I'll tell him this, that, and the other. Listen carefully. To establish it with judgment... And with justice from henceforth even forever. You know what the book says? You don't have to wait until you stand before the Lord to be judged on the day of all days. Judgment begins first at the house of God. When the old timey preacher preaches with all the love he has. And it troubles you on the inside. Judgment has begun not from the preacher but from the Lord because the preacher man don't know what you're doing or what you're not doing. But it's the Lord. We need to quit worrying about whether or not we're recognized in this life. We need to quit worrying about whether or not people know who we are or what we have or what we don't have or what we drive or don't drive or own or not own. We need to celebrate the fact that we've been given a son. That we've been given a child, and the child is the King of Kings. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he's King of Kings.